Chapter 1 All was chaos on Christmas Eve. As ordered, Darian lay face down and soaked through to the skin on the wet wardroom floor, surrounded by mostly anonymous military men in similar straits. Every time the ship bucked or plunged, he was slammed against Teddy on one side or some stranger on the other. And each time, Darian closed his eyes and helplessly prayed to no one in particular that the ship might right herself once more and rise again to do battle with the elements. Periodically, he was forced to spit out the salt water that sloshed around him, mixed with the puke of the passengers, his own included. Looking up, he could see seawater pouring into the main hatchway. Through the huge pitches, sailors and slickers were slipping and sliding around and often over the prone bodies as quickly as their own safety allowed, either up the gangway to relieve their mates in the rigging or down to steerage to man the bilge pumps. As they bumped past each other, they screamed captain's orders, laced with obscenities, struggling to be heard above the incessant shriek of the mammoth storm without. Darian had watched the tempest bear down on them from astern. White tridents of lightning midst roiling black clouds crackled across the sky. The officer on deck ordered sails trimmed, but after conferring with Lieutenant Strain, Captain Hollins reversed the command. Sailors scampered up the masts and unfurled all canvas. The captain intended to run before the wind. Had Strain convinced him of the need for a fast crossing? The short tropical dry season had already begun and wouldn't keep. Teddy had told Darien that the British and French were sending ships to the Isthmus for the same purpose as the United States. Publicly, the expedition was touted as a joint cooperative enterprise, but there seemed to be a sub-rosa spirit of competition. Or perhaps Hollins just wanted a claim for accomplishing the Philadelphia to Cartagena run in record time— Allowing the gale to push the ship's billowed to bursting sails forward would create maximum speed, but it was also the most dangerous course of action. Many a ship had been fatally lifted up by the stern in the deep troughs of a massive hurricane, turned over and sunk. The prudent command was to steer a ship directly at an oncoming storm, so the narrow bow could slice through the white-capped swells and hopefully avoid the side-swamping of a brooch too. Was it the captain or strain or both who had made the decision to literally throw all caution to the wind and race for the gulf? As the barometer fell and the horizontal rain caught up with the Cyane, her sailors scrambled to set the sails. The captain and the lieutenant shouted through voice trumpets, pushing the men to finish their perilous work as quickly as survival warranted. When the ship was surrounded by the gale at its most intense, all gawkers were ordered to get out of the crew's way. They went below with mixed feelings, half glad to be out of the danger topside, but half dismayed to leave their lives in the hands of unseen others, with the outcome in considerable doubt. At night the nor'easter raged. Darian listened to the constant creaking groans of the ship and the thuds of loose cargo slamming about below him. He expected to hear the main mast snap at any moment, signaling the inevitable end. He desperately needed to relieve himself, but it was impossible.
The bottomless buckets attached to the ship's bowsprit, which sent the crouched crew's waist straight into the ocean in normal weather, were now both unreachable and impossibly perilous. A couple of bailing buckets left in the wardroom for communal use were a last resort. Like most of the others, Darien had determined to hold it in until death, if necessary, rather than attempt such a ridiculous maneuver in plain view of the others. Yet some had done it out of necessity, or perhaps sheer terror, and the stench was overpowering. It was unusual in one so young, but by his teens Darien Adair had determined that two things would fill his life—art and adventure. He had always liked the sound of them together whenever he espoused his credo to his classmates, the two disparate requirements beginning with the same letter as they did— It appealed to a need for purpose and simplicity in his existence. For one with such a boldly held design, his was a rather orderly mind. 